Hey there. Thank you for joining us on a Thursday evening and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're wondering if that odd rash could be measles, we'll be caching in the Northwest. You know, and that means it's time to bring in our slightly steamed engineer. Some say, like a monorail, he's good for one-liners. And others say the reason behind his actions are his loco motives. All we know is he's called Subway Mark. Hey there, I'm back again. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. You're you're a slightly irregular regular. That's right, correct. (laughs) I am very regular. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks. I, I, I do like locomotives, so. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Do you have locomotives? I do all the time. <laughs> so hopefully you're not steamed, too steamed tonight. But. No, but a hey, UP 4141, the Bush locomotive is important right now. Is it? Yes. Is it? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Available but. for tours? No. Okay. Well, is it, it is, in, but. Is it just know. in service as a regular locomotive pulling freight or is it? Yes, but they're also doing it for employees too. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Well, all righty then. Hey, guys, we were supposed to have a guest tonight, and there's been some confusion. So we are going to go ahead with a show. We're going to read some glows. We're going to do some fun things. And uh, hopefully we'll have a guest. If not, you know what? We're still going to have a show because mm-hmm. we like you. And a quick reminder that we appreciate and like the support of our patrons who help this podcast come to come to you each and every week. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the cachingandw.com website. That's right. And if you want to talk about something in the after show, which we might get to sooner than later tonight, we'll see. Throw a comment in the chat online and use the hashtag FTAS for the after show. If you have a question for Sandra from AdventureSmart, give her a call, tell her to log into the Hangouts and join the podcast, and we'll ask her whatever you'd like. Well, I think it's all Land Monkey's <laughs> fault since he's not here to defend himself tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always the person that's not, not here. To, it's, it's their fault. Especially mm-hmm. since he's not having fun on a cruise ship. <coughs> you know, if he wasn't on a cruise ship, I'd almost forgive him for any of this. But since he is on a cruise ship, uh, too bad for him. <laughs> it's all his fault. That's right. Okay. Um, one of the other things we like to blame faults on, maybe not blame, uh, <laughs> are glows. And so whether you read it or whether you wrote it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Make sure you send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can always call into 253-693-TFTC or use a voicemail tool right there on the website. And show us how you glow. And you know, we say week after week, how we love to hear the glow in your own voice. Well, we have one tonight. That's so, right. And so you don't have to listen to me tonight. Oh, they do. But not for the well, glow. But not for the glow. GC661, Nancy Nancy, Big Array 64. There was a crack of lightning and the sky opened up like they pulled the plug on Poseidon's bathtub. The rain saturated the entirety of her body from head to toe. The blackness of the sky made the road look like something from a horror film with each flash, pop, and bolt of Zeus's lightning. We gave up the search for the cache as it was too much with the young hedgeham, who was not happy. And this felt the softness of the ground, a stark comparison to the stability it held when we headed to the cache. From rough dirt road to rice pudding in a matter of minutes. We didn't dare turn around, but opted to instead continue on past all the caches ahead of us on the power trail and mosey on home. The sheer darkness was in such contrast to the flashes of light that we were constantly blind by the two extremes. The lights of our van were reflecting back through the buckets of rain falling through the air, causing us to drive slowly as a precaution. The bottom of the Chevy Castro van ran aground at a few points while we sailed through the ruts and puddles, finding a balance between fast enough not to get stuck and slow enough to keep control. This morning, we found mud along the running boards, and the van has made some interesting sounds while doing just about every type of action in either direction. We laughed today about how it was a good trip, near-death slip and slides and all. 
The van made some terrible noise, and we laughed, saying it might be an expensive trip, too. Thank you, and happy caching. Well, thank you, Keepers of the Cash Flow, for sending that in. And I really like the fact that they have a Castro van. Yeah, Cash, that's Castro. Castro. Not, that's pretty nice. Not like the Cuban leader, Castro. No, no, no cigars. <laughs> oh, that was, that was great. We always say, give us a call, use the voicemail tool on the website, send it in, record it. We love it. And, you know, if you send in your glow, why, you could be the owner of a very own, your very own, uh, glow tag for your profile looks just kind of like this Ooh, isn't that pretty that's pretty send it in yes and in case you didn't know the glow badge got updated for 2019 so that. if you've sent one in previously right there if you send in another glow it can't be the same glow you've got to come up with something new send in another one you get a 2019 glow badge and guess what probably next year get to 2020 but that's so far down the road we want your glow now and don't ask me what's going to happen a year from now i don't have 2020 vision (laughs) (laughs) they don't get any better no (laughs) well friends we have some news as most of you probably know if you're alive and and on the uh social medias we're supporting our friends at g uh the geocaching vlogger in encouraging all of us and you make sure you to uh, send your appreciation to geocaching HQ this week. We really feel that geocaching HQ has been doing a great job as of late. And I think it would be awesome to show them some appreciation for the hard work by the lackey team in Seattle. Geocaching HQ's mission is to inspire and enable discovery, exploration and adventure. We all know the people whose lives have been impacted in a positive way because of our great hobby. So how cool would it be if we flood geocaching.com, the headquarters there, with, a, with gratitude for an entire week? So here's the idea. During the week of January 20th through 26th, we're declaring it to be Geocaching HQ Appreciation Week. Please join us in sending in physical notes emails, videos to Seattle that week. We would love if you can include it in a thank you as an example of how geocaching has made your life better. You can send a snail mail. You you know, you still have those, the post office, stamps, letters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Send that to Groundspeak Incorporated, 837 North 34th Street, Suite 300, Seattle, Washington, 98103. And, uh, and that's, that's really special, you know. In yeah. this day and age of email and text and online and social media and all, I still think it's really cool when I get a written postcard or a written thank you or written something. That, that's great. A physical piece of mail is, is kind of special. It really is, isn't it? Uh, that's just something that, that's kind of forgotten in this day and age. I sound so old when I say that. You are. Okay. It's like Christmas cards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Christmas cards are a great thing to do, but does everybody do them? Mm, not always. No. Yeah. Not everybody. You know, I, caching in the Northwest sometimes has been known to put out a Christmas card. They've been known to do that, yes. And uh, the Wits End family tends to send out a Christmas card on a regular Once basis. Once in a while. Mark, are you a Christmas card kind of guy? Yeah, I send out about 80 a year and get about 40 back. <laughs> That's a pretty good return, actually. <laughs> that actually really is, yeah. Yeah. It's... My, uh, my father's a big card sender, so we uh, helped him out this year and, and did a, a, you know, a Costco photo card. He had never done one mm-hmm. of those before, so there you go. he, he well, thought that I, was just special. Well, I also do a, a newsletter that's in a, like a newsletter format. Mm-hmm. Like, so and you send that people, along with your Christmas cards? I send along with the Christmas cards, mm-hmm. and people actually tell me, when you send out your Christmas cards, we want that letter. <laughs> we don't care about wow. the card. We just want to know no. what you've been doing. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I learned a little secret this, this year at Christmas. My, my wife, as some of you know, likes to write poetry. 
she's read poetry here on the podcast, in fact. And we got ready to sit down this year and put together our Christmas card, and she likes to send a poem along with it. And I asked her about writing one, and she said, oh, no, I've already written it. I said, oh, okay, great. Well, where is it? She goes, well, it's in the folder on the computer. We went and looked. She has poems written for Christmas cards for the next several years. They're all saved in their 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. I don't know how many years out she's planned, but she's written lots of Christmas poems and planned ahead. So we're good for a while. Wow. That's that's really planning. You can actually mail it in. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was funny. Uh, Bryling wants to know, what is a Christmas card? Well, in the lower 48, we send these pictures sometimes of us, sometimes of lovely scenes with a few words attached onto those pictures to our friends and family. I don't know what you do in Canada. (laughs) Where it's always winter, but never Christmas. So wait, that's different. Oh, you know what? They send snow cards. It's it's kind of fun that uh, there's no Canadian to defend themselves tonight. (laughs) Oh, but there's plenty of Canadians in the chat room. Well, we had uh, GSM times two. I assume he's talking about Wits End. He says that's inspiring Mm. about the poems. Uh, That his wife is amazing. I mean, she can just pop out a poem and nothing flat. And I'm sitting there going, huh, what rhymes with orange? Uh, (laughs) I I guess I don't do it well. What rhymes with caching? Oh, wait, that's. Ka-ching. Ka-ching? It's uh, C-painful. C-painful. Oh, hey, let's read some extra glows tonight, shall we? You know, you talked me into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, where are we? Let's see. Do you have some, any, any ready to go? Yes, I have one ready to go there in red if you see it in the show notes. Oh, okay. I, I was uh, looking up a picture for to see if I could find an example of a Christmas card, <clears throat> and I couldn't find one quickly enough. So I come back to the show notes and see what to glow. I'm gonna I'm gonna put up the the glow badge just because I can Ooh. while I read the glow. This is the uh, the glow you're referring to about share from Sharebear sixty four. Is that correct? Correct. My friend Sharebear sixty four texted me to say, "Hi Scott." So apparently, this glow came in from Scott. GSM times two. Okay. Just making sure. Hi, Scott. I'm still in Virginia, but thought you'd enjoy reading my log on this cache. That's GZ72CVH. Is that right? GC or GZ? Anyway, it says, I immediately recognized the geocache as a puzzle cache she was very impressed with. With her permission, I'm submitting this as a glow. I hope you'll enjoy it. I know I did. GSM times two says roughly six weeks ago, team Gandalf set and sent me this puzzle he had done and thought I'd like in anticipation of my visit from California this week. He and my daughter, little Buglo have been dating almost three years and it's quite normal for us to work on Virginia or California puzzles to find together during our respective visits. So I didn't think anything of it. I started working on the puzzle right away and was hooked from the get go. I've never seen anything like it. Really terrific. I knew just why Team Gandalf recommended this gem to me. Or did I? I got most of the clues while in California, so I did have the advantage of the Pacific Standard Time Zone. Back home from Europe, I solved the puzzle and put the cash in my Richmond bookmark list along with some other puzzles I'd solved. A couple days before my trip, Team Gandalf texted a loose caching plan casually mentioning that it'd be convenient to get clowns on the way home from the airport. We arrived at Ground Zero, and wouldn't you know it, there was a muggle just hanging out. Dang. Well, I just tried to be discreet as we didn't have time to wait him out. As I'm looking all around, Team Gandalf is talking about having chocolate, which, of course, Little Buglo wanted. I'm kind of distracted as I'm the only one looking for the cash while they're goofing around with candy when I turn and 
see him drop down on one knee. What? This is happening now? Oh man, where's my camera? Crap, it's in my pocket. I'm going to miss this. Wait, why is that muggle shooting pictures with this camera with a huge professional looking lens? And are those Team Gandalf's parents running towards us from across the street? Yep, that all happened. I was but a pawn for this very special occasion. Clowns was the chessboard and Little Buglow, of course, the queen. There's probably a checkmate pun in there somewhere. I feel blessed that Team Gandalf included us parents in this special moment. Never before has one cash yield me, yielded me so many smileys. So, for more than the terrific puzzle and the beautiful location, I happily award this cash a big, fat favorite point. I'd love to post a picture here, but of course, wouldn't dream of spoiling the location of the final for future finders. Thanks so much for a really unique caching experience. Oh, and she said yes. Very nice. Isn't that a great story? That was a great one. <coughs> As I recall, didn't was it Sunny and Sandy that also had a proposal at a geocache? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, yeah, there have been several geocachers. Of course, you know, some geocachers have had events for their weddings and others yep. such um events and i can't come up with the word i'm thinking of but uh yeah isn't that nice that they uh they went to all that that's very nice that's, that is very nice and well, they managed to surprise him too so often uh, people figure out the plan so it's great to get a real surprise in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me i'm gonna try you know i haven't I wasn't coughing all day today, getting in front of a microphone, and I'm, you know, just about to hack up a lung. So, well, you got another one. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you've got two, so you can hack one up. Okay. See, what? I've got a built-in extra, built-in reserve. Yeah. There's a spare. Okay. Well, do you, do you want me to take the next one? Would you like to try? I I, I will do it. This so next one's hack- from from Ra or R Reagan. R Reagan. Mm. So this is G C R J six. E isn't Edward. Pulgus Ridge Open Space Preserve. Here's the log from 414 of 2015. After reading my friends, W11 ACEW and It's Ojoma logs from yesterday's visit, my anxiety level went through the roof. Phrases like chest high jungle of poison oak can make a man go cower in the corner and gibber incomprehensively. However, I needed this one for the MROSD challenge, and there was nothing for it but to suck it up, gird my loins, and go get it. However, there is bravado, and there is foolishness. I figured serious prep was needed for this assault. A battery of tools and spells of protection were assembled, including a complete set of clothes and shoes that would be discarded as toxic at the end of the mission, rubber gloves, Wrist length, large garbage bags to hold contaminated discarded items at the end of the mission. Bringing the evil into the geomobile or the house must not happen. Smaller plastic bags for contaminated items. Large hedge trimming shears in the spirit of Sean Stafford and GC Widows say hello to my friend Weaponry for their assault on through two tunnels. And then, of course, extra gloving just in case complete extra set of clothing to put on after removing the contaminated items. A picture of say hello to my little friend and the rubber gloves in in this log. I hacked a short distance to where the needle pointed to the left at the wall of Poison Oak, only broken by the faint geotrail left by WA11ACW. The time was nigh, so I garbed up and started Clearing the geo trail. Needless to say, a lot of clearing was needed, both high and low. The milky white sap spattering from the cut stems is the concentrated essence of evil. And my, was it flowing. Consulting the GPS was not hard. It was not in the cards as it would have contaminated the unit. So I went on dead reckoning and an idea of what I, I was seeking. The first three target areas were fruitless. Finally, I spotted something further downhill. 
a whole area clear of de devil ivy. Scrambling down there, I soon found the ammo can. I removed the rubber gloves so future visitors will not encounter a contaminated container. Zip log or log. Respect future finders is important. Business done, I surveyed my location. There seemed to be nearly PO-free path leading off at the tangent to my direction of approach. Moving up that way, I did a, a little side that is, cash in toxic cedron out. <laughs> clearing, of the and then clearing of the plants, trying to move on. Before long, I found I had rejoined the main trail at, at a point I had passed while focusing on the GPS. This was the way to go. Lesson learned. Don't try to follow WA-11 ASW's path. When she charges through a wall of poison oak, odds are very high that this is not the right way to reach the cache. Look for other alternatives. Future seekers would be well advised to look for red and white objects that lead you towards the safe path. Do not, I repeat, do not follow my <laughs> fresh and clear geo trail straight down the hill. Upon returning home, the final spell of protection was invoked. The giant-sized bottle of Technu. Oh, that's great. That is, it's wild. <laughs> I don't know if I know what Technu is. Techno, it, techno is a, it's a stuff you put on your skin after you've been exposed to poison oak or poison okay. ivy. It's made in Albany, Oregon. Oh, well. What else do you know about Technu? <laughs> <laughs> I have a bottle somewhere. We, we, we get free samples at the geocaching events down here usually. Oh, nice. I'm going to have yeah. to go there just to get my bottle of Technu. Absolutely. Here you go. Now, I, I saw that it was from the Pulgus Ridge Open Space Preserve and MROSD. I went and Googled that while you were reading. It appears to be the Mid-Peninsula Regional Open Space District. Wow. Which is near uh, Santa Clara, California, it looks like on the map. So that was a new one to me. Thought I'd share that. Mraz did. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, San Jose, San Francisco, the lower peninsula there on the map. Nice. Well, we have another glow to read. Uh, well, let's see. Before we jump on, um, uh, GSM times two says, if you ha please, if you hack up a lung, do it off camera. I will vomit onto my keyboard at the at the site of exposed avioli. Avioli? Avioli, I think. Avioli is, yeah. And what I said, thanks for your concern. He says, oh, it wasn't a concern for you. I don't want to ruin my keyboard. Oh, yeah. Dora Moore says, I can relate to that glow. I cash with wild thingies. and I don't think Peppermint Patty has ever found a trail. <laughs> she leads us through the nest. She led us through a nest of ants once. <laughs> fire ants. Wow. Wow. Oh yeah, fire ants. Yikes. Ouch. Well, I can I can uh, testify that Chris of the Northwest likes to make geocaching a full contact sport. If you're not bleeding, you're not trying. That's right. <laughs> yes, and we've never had to call nine one one. We've come close. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe uh, Wits End had the had the digits dialed up on the phone and was just ready to hit send. Uh, maybe not quite that close, okay. but close. Yeah, but you still have your ten fingers and ten toes, right? Yeah, just like any shop teacher. <laughs> not a good shop teacher. <laughs> oh wait, maybe I got that wrong. Oh, I ham says bushwhack in, trail out. How many times is that true? Yeah, it's always I, easier to find a way out of mm -hmm. the cache than that's in. correct. Always, always. Uh, GSM times two says Dawn dish soap works better than uh, what was the the product? Techno, 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 uh, and cheaper. Dawn fights grease, and that's what the oil in poison ivy or poison oak is. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't know. know that. That's probably very true. What should you do if you get sprayed by a skunk? That's a whole different story. Okay. Let's read one more uh, glow. This one comes from A. Hollies. Found uh, BYOP. That's the name of the cache. Dear Lurch. It starts off. I see you have not logged in for like eight months. Well, friend, I'm glad you were here. I'm glad you played our little game. I hope you get back into it and had a have a great time. I had a 
super fun time today hunting your cash. I'm working on a challenge you have probably heard about, Jasmer. I'm not close to getting it done. I'm not trying to get it cleaned up so that I only have the hard stuff left, i.e., you know, Power Island, Lake Lanier, or the one in Sweden. This morning, I was updating my challenge tracker paper I keep uh, in my caching notebook. I only have a few recent ones, 2017, 2018, with one exception, January 2015. So I started to look at GSAC for January 2015 caches. I see you were very busy in January 2015, so I'm very grateful you were here. I scoped out three caches that you placed all in the same area. I was excited. I kept researching, and I see that there's a damaged cache that might be missing. One that had not been found for a while and has a DNF. The third, I didn't even look at, other than remembering the name as a third backup. I didn't want to get discouraged. I told Shane, my stepfather, who I adult... I'm adult daycaring and Lily, my toddler, we were going to hunt for this geocache and then off to Dura Duma meets for part of the week's grocery shopping. I have to say it was an urban cache and we got some, uh, adventure in, I pulled into the area, drove up to 35 feet of the cache on some unmaintained road. And we all piled out and started to look, I immediately zeroed in on some fencing and a beacon that was looking quite prime. I got to it, saw a chain hanging, broken, and nothing attached. No! It was the perfect location with a hidey box that actually belonged to the fence. I felt my heart sink. It was gone. And the last logger's DNF was true. I was secretly hoping that they were just new and inexperienced. While I'm mourning the loss of this needed cash, Shane says, that's a funny place for a Redacted to avoid spoilers. What? Where? Sometimes COs use those for caches. Show me. Right here, Shane points. And I pull it out, immediately seeing the log. I start jumping and repeating, There is a log! There is a log! Over and over. Shane, you found it. Toys? Lily immediately asks, not for her joy this time, and for me, all the joy. Pulling out the log, lots of signatures from way back, so I know this is no throwdown. How satisfying. I've included some non-spoiler pictures uh, of my first beacon. Take heart that your actions of three years ago have brought progress and great joy to me today. Thank you for placing this cache. Very nice. Very nice. Very cool. So there you have it. Let's see if I can come up with another one. What? Are you running low? Perhaps she, people should call in to 253-693-TFTC and leave a glow for us. What would they get? They might get this great glow badge. You know, it looks, well, something like this. Wow. That is amazing. Okay, I put another one in there. Somebody else want to read it? <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? <coughs> I think I remember how to read a glow. It's been so long. <sighs> I don't know if that's Smola. Smola. Let's just say it's Smola. Found Earthcache Grand Mirrors Lakes behind the lake. Oh, it's an Earthcache. Land monkey's missing out. Mm-hmm. This is from recently, Saturday, October 13th of 2018 says, today was probably my last chance to get any caching in this month, and I decided to head west towards Lake Michigan, since I also needed an earth cache for my souvenir. It's getting harder for me to get this souvenir because I'm running out of earth caches near home. This is a good one, though. Brought me to a totally new area I probably never would have known about otherwise. I have a great story after I finished up this earth cache. I was driving back to town when I saw a car stopped near the ramp coming off 94. Two guys were standing outside their vehicle waving their arms at me, so I stopped to see what they wanted. They had just run out of gas and wanted a ride. Since I wasn't in a hurry, I cleared a space on my seat, and one of the guys, Peter, jumped in, and we made the drive to the nearest gas station. On the way, he told me what happened. His buddy the guy we left at the car, 
is about to get married and they have to be in Grand Rapids by 4 p.m. Along the way, Peter's buddy had been arguing with, arguing with his bride-to-be on the phone for almost two hours. Great start to their marriage, right? It was annoying to the point Peter decided to just take a nap and ignore it. So neither one was paying attention to the gas gauge until, yep, you guessed it, they ran out. We get to the gas station and Peter asks me, can you take me back too, please? He then surprises me even more by saying, I'll fill your tank. I would have given him the ride for free, but who's going to turn down free gas? That's right, nobody. He had to negotiate a bit with the station because they didn't have any gas cans for sale, and he ended up having to borrow one, but quickly enough, he filled my tank and a gas can, and we headed back. Both of them were extremely thankful, and his buddy was obviously a little embarrassed by the whole thing. I dropped them off, and we parted ways. I guess the moral of the story here is to help someone out if it appears they need help, because this little cashing trip ended up costing me nothing because of it. So thanks for both this earth cash and a great story to tell along with it. Nice. But who does turn down free gas? Oh, yeah, who? no one. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would have accepted it. <sighs> Now, I put another one in there. This one comes from Keats94, who just said, oh, go read my FTF log for, oh. that's uh, GC82 Hotel Yankee Tango. Very good. So you want me to take that? Would you? Sure. Found it, found it. So for, first to find at 9, 9.27 in the morning. Last night, I noticed this cache had not been found yet. So I went into planning mode. Being carless and relying on Sunday public transit can be tough to get to a place like Bunsen Lake at the crack of dawn, but I made sure to make to take the earliest possible bus for Moody Center Station. After getting off at the Anmore Town Hall, I biked north past an Anmore grocery store and along the nice forest road to where I'd be turning onto Powerhouse Road. I took a swig of water and biked onward up the road and uphill too. The road flattened out, and it was pretty clear sailing all the way to the north end of the lake. I'm sure glad I brought my bike. I got back to the north beach, parked the bike, and headed across the, bre- the bridge. I was still in FTF rush mode, and anyone I saw, I thought, would be a cashier. I got to the ground zero and started searching. My goodness, is there a lot of logs and debris? It was by no means a quick find. I spent a good 20, 30 minutes searching. The GPSR was pretty confident on a certain spot, but I found that it was a few meters out when I found the cache. I shined a light on it, and there it was. Yay! I recognized the logbook. as I had given it to the CEO as a Christmas present. Nicely hidden. It was a bit of needle in a haystack, but it was there. I hung around at the North Beach thinking I would see the the second to find crowd, but nobody showed up. Perhaps I didn't need to wake up at 6.50 a.m. after all. Bunsen Lake is awesome. And it was nice to come back and find a cashier. TFTC. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Jim, would you read the follow-up? There is a follow-up, yeah. From Trexer Zero, same cache. Uh, He says, well, that is quite the epic log and story from Keats94. The fact that it was accomplished via public trans- transit on a Sunday morning is an incredible feat and certainly speaks to your dedication. I also noticed that this cache had not yet been logged on Saturday afternoon and planned to head out early on Sunday morning as it has been quite some time since I've been out to Bunsen Lake. According to my logs, it has been nearly five years since I last cache here, much to my surprise. Clearly a trip back was long overdue. I got sidetracked on the way out of the house, so I didn't hit the trail as early as I originally expected, but after reading about Keats' feet, I'm not the least bit disappointed that I missed out on the first find. I was a bit surprised how busy the trail was on a Sunday morning, but I realized that I've always avoided this park on the weekends. I made my way to the far end of the lake. As as I neared Ground Zero, I heard the words, Oh boy, when I saw the area the cache was hidden. I started my search on what turned out to be unsteady ground. 
It's quite exciting with the ground regularly giving out beneath my feet. I realized pretty quick that I needed to also focus on where I was placing my feet and not just where the cache might be hiding. Much to my surprise, I spotted the correct spot after not too much searching, since I feel you could easily spend hours searching here. Once again, it seems that the early bird will get the worm, or in this case, the FTF. So congrats to Keats for this well-earned prize. And thanks, Zeppelin94, for getting me back out to Bunsen and for placing this cache. Now, you know, these are caches in Canada. If you like that, you know, you could go tell, you could go check that that's a great story or that log was helpful. That's right. Yes, that's true. you can upvote logs in Canada. They're, that's awesome up there. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for sticking with us tonight. Now, we are still going to do the after show. Um, but you know what? We're going to call this uh, a close for tonight's show. And we will schedule uh, Sandra Riches from Adventure Smart in the future. In fact, I'm chatting with her now. Unfortunately, this just didn't work out, but that's okay. We, uh, we're flexible enough. We can work through it. And we still got some good caching information in. Uh, go look at adventuresmart.ca and you will find out what they do. Uh, they're a great organization that helps you be more prepared when you go out of doors. So now we're looking at that in the next week, just next week. That's 31st. That's the end of January, guys. We're already, already. almost through the month of January. That's amazing. Wow. That's fast. Uh, we're going to have cash tour with uh, T.W. Lair. Uh, cash tour is a great program that's going to help your uh, geocaching uh, uh what travels yeah travel, it's, a, it's yes. a travel planner um yeah, yeah it's, it's a great one i'm looking forward to that september 7th first week of february you know that's just a week say, away from valentine's day that's february 7th not september 7th wow how did i oh because i saw a special right after that and i read that in september <laughs> isn't it funny how the mind works it is february 7th which is still that is just a week away from valentine's day it is. Uh, we are going to have a special Geo Tour announcement from the people we love at Geocaching HQ. If you remember, uh, Gear Guru and Miss Jen were on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they said, you know, we might be able to tell you a special update about GeoTour. They're going to come back on and give us that special update. Well, it's a Caching Northwest exclusive. Ooh-wee. All right. Well, hey, I want to take a moment to thank Land Sharks. You know, they're our corporate Denali-level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, B.C. We did. We had a great time. They're open six days a week except holidays, and they ship online orders daily. That's right. And we also want to thank our faithful Denali-level supporters. That's Landsharks, Bounce Bounce. Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click the Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. And as we love to do, we're going to mention all the people who support us, and I'm going to try to do it in one breath if I have the lung capacity to do so. Go for it. Broncos fans for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway Mark, Dora Moore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, GeoNav Pros, Wino Seattle, Ackerdock, Billy Robson, G Nice, Antaeus, Keats94, Trexer0, MC3Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerf, Wet Coaster, and Green Words. Almost. 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 That, was, that was a close Almost. one. Yeah. I did try that last week and I realized about four names in that I didn't pace myself properly and failed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not as easy as some monkeys make it look. Yeah, well. Some nameless monkeys that aren't here this week. So. <coughs> well, until next week, where can our listeners find you on the interwebs? Wits End. I'm Wits End, right here, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Caching in the Northwest. But between now and then, of course, Twitter, Facebook, and there's always that geocaching.com message center. Ooh. How about you, Subway Mark? 
uh, let's see, Subway Mark on geocaching, Facebook. But my website's ktransit.com just to mess people up. I like it. It's a good site, by the way. I've looked there. Oh, thanks. Oh, interesting. Well, you can find me at Caching in W. That could be on Facebook or Twitter. You can also look at Caching in the Northwest on Instagram. Better yet, head on over to cachingnw.com slash host, read our bios, find all those links that we just mentioned. And, you know, we want to thank you. Whether we mentioned your name or not, we appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching the Northwest. You can be part of this show. Give us a call. Call 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Send us all of your glows or send us a home remedy for poison oak anytime, day or night. And of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Also, your support helps to keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, hop over to the cachingnw.com website and click that Patreon link. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more podcast applications. This show is produced by Chris Umpenauer and Jay Kennedy, hosted by Chris J. And Jim Paulwitz, this show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And now, hang out a little while. We might chat a little while, a thing we call... The After Show. The After Show. <sighs> it's done in such a large room. Yeah. The After Show. Whoa, whoa. Or it's just the empty space in my head. Well, it echoed for me too. So what does that mean? <sighs> and, uh, geocaching, uh, GSM times two says, if you're watching on YouTube and you like the show, you can give it a thumbs up. That's something we haven't mentioned, but you can do that right there. Yeah. should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. And reviews on iTunes are always nice too. That's Good right. One. That's right. Um, I was just looking, I, I can't remember now, I was just looking on YouTube and I was shocked that one of our recent episodes has so many more views than the others. Um, update from Gold Country. Wow. Has like three times the views of, you know, the episodes around it. So wow. people love their Gold Country. They love I their some Gold, Gold Country. Country. I've only made it up there once, but it was an amazing trip. It, yeah, I did it once. It's pretty amazing. I hope to come back. I didn't get any gold, though. If no. I found some more caches, I would have gotten a gold bar. I think uh, I think it's a real gold bar. Um, well, it's not I, imaginary. Like I got two, but it's not really gold. You You have two gold country gold bars? Yeah. Ooh, aren't you special? Hmm. You know, you, we have a city of gold bar right here in Washington. Do they give you gold bars if you go to gold bar? I don't think so. Hmm. Brian Link says you need 24 caches to get a gold bar. Hmm. Yeah, I got 48. <laughs> so it's well, a, that would get you too. <laughs> that would be correct. Uh, that Brian Link has... Head. <laughs> that was good. Did that hurt? Not much. Okay. A little bit. I saw the smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breitling has three gold bars, uh-huh. and it's wow. a real fake gold bar. It's Way gold to, in in color. It's really, it's really a fake gold bar. Way to one up Subway Mark! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I just literally one up. <laughs> of course, if Land Mickey was here, he would say he has all the gold bars. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. including a real one. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, GeoNav Pros asked, what's Dora Moore doing this weekend? Hmm. Wasn't she approaching a milestone and looking for suggestions for a cache, or is there something else he's alluding to? I think that's what she's doing. She, um, It was posted on social media, and of course, right now that you mention it, I can't come up with it at all. I think it's her five millionth find, or you know, somewhere there. There's some factor of five. Yeah. Canadian exchange rate involved there, but... She says she finally found the perfect milestone cache. That's GC51KDK. Now I have to go look to see what this is. KDK. Please do. Doesn't that sound uh, interesting? It does. 
Let's see. Let me put this right into geocaching.com. Like a so, hit the enter key, and we see what flash. See? It's flash dash okay. to the flash and dash to the cache. Ooh. This All is right. a flash mob cache. All right. So if you want to see Dormore Flash, come up to uh, GC51KDK this weekend. <laughs> and dash. <laughs> that's maybe maybe to... that's different. <laughs> so yeah, this is the the flash mob. Um, trying to think of uh, it's geo mob. That's it. Ah. And you have to put in which cash you're attending, and uh, it goes through it all. So it's actually nice. they're they're quite well done. Um, and I closed my webpage, so I don't know where this is located. In Canada. A, yep. In British Columbia. <laughs> so Breitling has found it recently. Okay. Good to know. Well, if you're in the area, by all means, you could join. I see Dormore is planning to join with seven of her caching buddies, but you could make it eight, nine, ten, or even more if you're in the area. Oh, it's That's in right Stanley by, Park. Just saying. Yeah, it's Stanley Park right by Lion Gates. Bridge. Oh, Stanley Park mm-hmm. is a great place to cash. I hear rumors of such. Yeah, it's a great place. It's fun. It's near Dead Man's Island. Ooh, <laughs> is it now? Doesn't that sound ominous? It does. <laughs> Depends on how you say it. And, and a welcome to Team Noltex that's joining us here in the chat, I see. Made it just in so- time. That's right. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And by the way, if you're in the Tacoma area, Team Noltex has just published an amazing new gadget cache. You need to go check it out. You're the next contestant. That's right. Uh, I saw a arcade game that mm-hmm. looked identical to that cache. I forgot to take a picture of it. I meant, oh, I'll come back and take a picture, and I didn't do it. I'm like, I'm sure it wasn't as good. Are you kidding? That was exactly what they, they did a good job. Um, now I'm trying to type and talk and I can't do it. You don't have to do both. By the okay. way, you're the next contestant is GC seven Z nine E seven. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, Keats 94 asks a question. Yes. What's your most memorable muggle story? Mm. And you know what I'm thinking? As I he don't, says this. I'm about to. Yes, you are about to know. <laughs> what if we made an episode about your most memorable muggle story? That Ooh. could be entertaining. That could be entertaining. So if you have a memorable muggle story, and we all do, send that into feedback at cashingnw.com with the subject line. Muggle story. And uh, we're going to have that as an upcoming episode. We're going to read your emails. And uh, I wonder, I wonder if I could come up with a special badge for that. Okay, let me, let me be honest. I wonder if Wits End could come up with a special badge for that. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll bet you could come up with a special badge for that, because I think you are very good at delegating said badges. <laughs> oh, sorry. I couldn't. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, Keats94 wants to help host that episode. Uh, I really tried You know to what? Let's do it. Snort his drink out his nose yeah. there, but it didn't quite work. <laughs> hey, I admitted right away. Uh, nice. Wits End could make a badge for that. <laughs> yeah, you're good at volunteering <laughs> my services, aren't you? Here, here's what I want it to look like. Go do it. <laughs> make it so. And in like five minutes, he has it done. So it's not even worth my time to try. Well, six and a half, maybe. Okay. Because <laughs> by the time I open for. up the uh graphics editor and start well what if i do that and he's already got this this is that's better than i could have ever come up with i I can tell by jim's eyes he already has the idea in his head Yeah, (laughs) exactly maybe a couple we'll see well i'm i'm actually thinking i don't know what the schedule is when i say this but that might make an interesting valentine's day show that could be fun you know that's coming up in just a few weeks Yes, it is. And if you have a special someone, don't forget because it never ends well. Forget what? Who? 
about the Muggle story. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, okay. No, no. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's what Valentine's Day was designed around, was Muggles. Mm-hmm. No. Cuddles. Cuddles, Chocolate. Muggles. Cuddle a Muggle. No, don't cuddle a Muggle. My son calls it sad. It's Singles yeah. Awareness Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Very yeah. good. Very good. So. Hey, can you believe it's already 10 o'clock? How did that happen? Holy I don't moment. know. Snuggles, like a snuggle muggle. Mm. <coughs> well, folks, we've come up with some great show ideas. I have no idea when they'll come on the air because um, I know Land Monkey, who is off having a wonderful vacation, leaving us here to struggle. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's crying on board that ship. Yes. Yes. He's upset. I, I'm sure he is. Not, no, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, I have, to, I, I mean, I've got the schedule in an, in a document I can go look at, but I'm not going to go open it right now because it would be just too distracting. So De- depressing. Yeah. We've got some great shows coming up. We've told you about them next <laughs> week. Cash Turno or cash tour. Dot N O. I like the Italian sound of cash. Turno. Yeah. yeah. And um, the week after that is uh, more love from geocaching headquarters. Folks, go use the ca- hashtag iHeartGCHQ. Send them a little love. Send them a physical note. It would be a great thing to do. Folks, until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>